Before I jump in and share a few words, I would like to actually talk to you for a few moments um, and ask, you know, why have you come? You've come to the river. Does that mean that you're thirsty for something in your life? Thirsty for more of God? Thirsty for community? Thirsty for encouragement? Um, why have you chosen to spend some time this morning on Tuesday mornings to come into this place? What are you thirsty for? Just shout it out. Love to hear. Sorry? The Word of God. Thirsty for the Word of God. Fellowship. God himself. Worship. Study the Bible. Guidance. Wisdom. Feelings? Healing. Healing. Yes. Love. Friendship? Wisdom, truth, encouragement. That's what the Word of God provides for us. You've come to the river. The river is named actually after a verse in John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, If anyone thirsts, let him or her come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his or her heart will flow rivers of living water. And that's why it's called the river, because we look at Scripture, and we come as women who are thirsty in our lives for God, for his word, for community, for fellowship, for truth and wisdom, and we come to the word, and it's there that we find rivers of living water. So I am so glad that you're here, and as we gather together each week in the word, we are going to find satisfaction for those thirsts in our life. We're going to find truth, and we're going to find wisdom, and we're going to find companionship. We're going to find guidance. We are going to find love and comfort and peace. And we're going to find, as we go through this journey together, that God is offering us living water, that the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword that pierces through bone and marrow to the heart. God can speak to us through his word in ways that will just rock your world, so particularly to you. And it's because he is a living God and his word is a living word. And so you have come with thirst this morning to a place where you will find satisfaction. Well, let me introduce myself to you. Um, my name is Marianne Nowak, and I am the pastor to women here at River West Church. This is beginning my fourth year uh, being a part of the pastoral team, and I have the privilege of leading an amazing group of women who are many of our leaders, which you're going to meet today. These are women that are using their gifts to serve the Lord, and they have already been praying for you and preparing their hearts to meet you today. So I... I love the job that I get to do here to serve the Lord with women. It's just awesome. Um, I have been married to my husband, Bob, and we've been married for 33 years in January. We have two sons, Adam, who's in the wheelchair. His name, his, he's 29, and he is our oldest. And then Spencer is um, 24. And we also have three beloved golden retrievers. I know you're probably going to want me to show you a picture, but I didn't get a good one today. Um, I will bring a picture of my beloved golden retrievers. Um, but I have three, and uh, their names are Rosie, Rudy, and Riley. And last year, I introduced them to you as Rocky, Rosie, and Rudy. But one went away, went to doggy heaven, and the, a new one was born who was a terror to our family last year. Um, but now she's one, and so life is much better. 
Um, I have spent most of my life studying the Bible in community with other women. I have had along the way amazing role models of great faith. Women who loved God, who loved his word, and I got the chance to observe how they lived their lives following after Jesus, holding fast to God's word, living in faith through many, many difficulties and many struggles in their lives. Studying the Bible in community with others has also really taught me how to understand scripture and how to apply the truths of scripture to my own life. And it has proved, not only has it proved to be an anchor in the many storms and trials that I've walked through in my life, but also it's just given me a great passion for God and for his word. I believe with my whole heart that God's word is absolutely 100% true, and I've seen that played out in my life. Um, Every year that I begin a new study, God meets me in a, in a totally new and personal way, and he reveals something new to me about who he is, and he reveals something new to me about how much he loves me, and it's a journey that we embark on together, and I am learning and growing every step along the way, just like you are learning and growing every step along the way. We are in this journey together, and so um, this is going to be such a great opportunity for us to meet together every week. So I want to tell you just a little bit about how the river flows, just so that you kind of, especially those of you who are new, who think, I don't really know what I've shown up to today. I, I came because a friend invited me. So, uh, and for those of you who've come before, just to remind you sort of how things happen around here on Tuesday mornings. First of all, as Lisa mentioned, you're welcome to come early. You're welcome to come and just settle your heart here and listen to Lisa and Susan um, even practice, or they'll begin worshiping five or ten minutes early. You know, I know in the morning it's hectic, and I will tell you, if you're coming to Bible study, it is more hectic than ever, because there's a lot of reasons there's a lot of pressure for you probably not to show up. So, you know what? If you have a rough morning, you should say to yourself, it's going to be an amazing day at Bible study today <laughs> because I'm, something's warring against me trying to get here. So, um, but you, you're trying to get kids out the door for school or maybe you have a big long to-do list that day and you, you have a lot of things on your mind. Would you just come into this place and just breathe and just let God meet you? Our time of worship together when we start is intended to just take our focus off of the busyness of our lives and recenter our minds upon the Lord and just clear all of that away. So I hope that you'll come and come early if you can. It's going to be better to park if you come early as well. Um, and then myself or someone else on the teaching team, we will bring you a word. We'll give you a message that we have prepared this will be a message that's, that's based around the topic that you have studied this week. And our hope is to bring clarity and inspiration and application to what you've been studying. We want to take it to the next level and help you really think more deeply and maybe prompt your heart in such a way that you might apply something that you've been learning. Our hope is that we will help inspire you to, to grow in your faith, to take a, a deeper step uh, forward in your faith and dependence upon God. Then after the teaching time, you'll be moving into your small groups, and um, this is a time when you will really enjoy a discussion about the lesson. Um, this, is, this is an opportunity for you to have a conversation about, the, about what we've talked about in the teaching time and also what you've prepared in your lesson that week. I want to encourage you to try to have a conversation uh, not just recite answers that you've written on the page. And that's really tricky, I know, but try to bring 
conversation around the things that you have studied. It'll be so much more fun than to just write, read what you've written on your paper. So be thinking about that. My hope, too, is that you'll form friendships in your group this year and that you will feel really well-loved and cared for by your leader. She has already been praying for you and thinking about you and preparing her heart to meet you today. Eventually, you're going to find prayer support in your group. We're not going to begin with that. Uh, we want you to get comfortable this year and get to know the other women before we add that layer. But uh, as we go forward, we'll layer in some prayer support for your group as well. During the week, you're going to have a lesson to enjoy. You're going to get a book today, and there's going to be lessons for you to work through. I want to encourage you to try to savor it and do a little bit every day if you can. The lessons are rich this year. They're so rich, and there's, they're broken down by, by um, sections. It'd be super easy just to maybe do a section a day if that's the way you wanted to do it. I don't think you're going to enjoy it as much if you try to cram it on Tuesday morning before you come to class. And you may not enjoy it as much if you cram it on Monday night. Because more than just getting the lessons done, I really want to invite you to create a space and a time to let God speak to you through his word. You're going to be going all over scripture because we're looking at the character of God from the Old Testament, from the New Testament. We're looking at God's character as seen through his son, Jesus. It may be helpful this year for you to have a dig digital Bible so that you can go to references very quickly. But I love, I'm actually, I've switched for, from digital to paper because I just missed the feeling of turning pages and I, I was starting to get rusty in being able to find places quickly. I was so dependent on my digital Bible. So I'm trying to, to get back to the old-fashioned way of, of reading the Bible. But anyway, there's so much to think about this year, so I want you to be able to think about creating a space to just ponder the things that you'll be learning. This is an amazingly rich and glorious study about the greatness of God. And I know, I, I believe that you will be deeply, deeply blessed to your core doing this study. In fact, I think it might be the most life-altering investment that you're going to make this year. It might be the most life-altering investment ever that you've made in a Bible study because it is so, so very rich. This summer, I saturated myself in the study. I, I did the study over the summer. I love to just be in the Word in, in ways that I don't have to do anything about it. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to teach it. I can just, just be in the Word for me and let God speak to me. And so over the summer, I really experienced a change of perspective in a beautiful way, which I'll share with you in just a few minutes. So anyway, enjoy reflecting. Enjoy carving out some sacred space for yourself, time that's just for you to meet with God. And if you miss coming to class, don't worry about it. You can listen to the message on the podcast. So if you go to the riverwest.org website, you can listen online to the message, or you can download the, the, um, you can subscribe to The River on your podcast app, on your phone or your iPad or whatever that you're using. And so you don't have to worry. You, you can catch up. And also, you have the study for the whole year. So if you miss a lesson, you've got it. You can catch up. And then also, every lesson this year is a standalone. It's a standalone snapshot about a character of God. So it's not a continuous story where you're going to miss. I mean, you're going to miss because you're going to miss, like, knowing that 
that aspect of God's character, but you're not going to miss on feeling like you're behind next time you come. So I want you to come, and I want you to be a part, but if you can't, if you have to miss, don't worry about it. Just come the next week. What I, what I really don't want is to lose you along the way. Uh, I want you to feel free to come back and jump in, and if you even don't get your lesson done, still come to your group. Because in your group, you're having an experience of knowing someone else and being known by someone else. And, it's, and if you don't have your lesson done, maybe you actually won't have a lot to share, but you still get the privilege of knowing the other women in your group. So we want you to be with us. Now, in a few minutes, I'm going to introduce you to your new leader, and you're going to have a chance to meet your new group. But before um, you go, I just wanted to share three words with you. I was having a quiet time with the Lord a couple of weeks ago, and I was asking him what I should tell you on opening day, and he gave me three words, so I want to share these with you. And they all start with the letter E, maybe because they're just excellent, I don't know. So the first word is expect, expect. We are embarking on a study about the character of God, and the Bible is God's word to us. It's his revelation of himself to us. It is written by human authors who were carried along by the Holy Spirit to write the very things that God wanted to be written about himself. It records history. It records the history of God's relationship with his people. It records the prophecies, the words that God gave to his prophets to speak to his people. It records truth. It records the truth of who Jesus Christ is. It records the good news of, of, of our salvation. It even records about what we can look forward to in the future. And so God has made himself known to us. He left us this word so that we could know him. He wants us to know him in a personal way. He is the creator of our world. He formed us in our mother's wombs. He is not a distant and uncaring God. He is a personal God who desires to have an intimate, knowing relationship with us. And so, therefore, you can expect that as you're showing up on Tuesday mornings with an attitude that says, God, I want to know you, that he is going to make himself known to you in an amazing way. Um, I would want to encourage you to enter into the study with that expectation that as you open the word, God is going to make himself known to you. Um, As you come, as you you open the scripture midweek and look at your lessons, and then as you come to worship on Tuesday mornings, and as you listen to the messages with an open heart and teachable spirit, and then go into your groups ready to discuss and learn from each other, you are going to find that God reveals himself to you in a new way, in a surprising way, in a personal way, and that you are going to meet him like you've never met him before. He's going to draw you deeper into relationship with him. And that is going to heighten not only your knowledge of him, but also your understanding and your experience of him. The Bible tells us this, in fact, in Psalms 9.16, it says, The Lord has made himself known. He made himself known. In Psalm 1611, you have made known, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And Jeremiah 33, 3, he says, call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. He is a God who is knowable. So that's the first thing. Come, be expectant. The second is the word encourage. 
Will you come each week ready to not only be encouraged, but to be an encourager to those around you? I think if I, would have, if I asked you this morning, how many of you felt, feel like today you need encouragement? I bet a lot of you would raise your hands. Because we live in a lot of difficult circumstances. We have pressure and busyness in our lives, and we have broken relationships, and we have health concerns, and we have people that we love where they're not going down a path maybe that we wish they were, and we have marital woes. I mean, there's so much in our life that drags us down and and discourages us. And I would imagine that a lot of you have come just really needing encouragement, just needing a different perspective. And so I know as I'm engaging with women throughout the week in different contexts, um, I find that women are communicating to me this sense of profound loneliness in their life, which is sort of astounding when you think about how many text messages we receive and emails and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. When you think about all the communication that we have in a day, on a daily basis, you would think that we wouldn't feel lonely. But in fact, I think women are actually lonelier now than ever before. And... Um, The reason I think that we're feeling this kind of loneliness is that we've been made with a deep sense of craving for community. It's how God made us. We we love to live, actually, in community. We have a, a need for connections with other people, and I think what's challenging today about our world is when you combine our our sort of sinful human nature along with the the pace of life, it draws us really into a sense of independence and self-sufficiency that pulls us away from being really meaningfully connected to other people. And in our world today, although, you know, we have so many ways to be connected through social media and computers and cell phones and all those types of things, they say that actually loneliness has hit pandemic proportions in our world. There was a survey done recently where... um, Ten years ago, only 10% of women, Americans, self-identified as being lonely. And the survey that was done most recently, it's now 40% of Americans are identifying as being deeply and profoundly lonely. That sense of just wanting to belong to a few close friends. And that's really sad. And I think that God has given us the church as a means to come together in community, in unity, in Christ, and be connected to a community of people who deeply care. One woman actually wrote in the survey that she said, I feel such a sense of loneliness that I feel like when I face my troubles, I'm facing them alone. There's no one to face my troubles with me. And she said, I have the feelings. The feeling of loneliness is such that I feel that when I'm not in the room, there's no one else who's thinking about me. No one's thinking about me if I'm not present. And that is just a profound sense of loneliness. And so while we can feel connected through Facebook and through text messages and through all of these different means, what it really does is it connects us to the activities and actions of our friends, but it doesn't connect us to feeling a sense of value and importance as people. And that's what God created us for. And so part of what you receive here when you come together is the ability to just encourage another person by your presence, to sit next to a warm body and to introduce yourself and to share snippets of your life and reveal, be known to the people around you, and then get to know people around you. 
We are actually a group of women here from different churches. We're not all from River West Church. There are those who have come from no church, those who have come from different churches in our community. It's not about being a community of River West women. It's about being a community of women who want to get to know God in a deeper way and share that common unity that we find when we are followers of Christ and we have the Holy Spirit. So will you come and just be ready not only to encourage but also to be encouraged by somebody else? And then the last word is exalt. Regardless of where you are on your spiritual journey today, you will become a worshiper as the year goes on. You will have such a profound understanding of God's greatness that you will exalt him. I guarantee you. I can't wait till the end of the year to hear the stories of what it felt like to be today knowing God and what it's going to feel like in May when we share stories. I want to share with you just an experience that I had over the summer where I was deep into this study and God taught me what it means to exalt him in my own life. Um, Every summer, I go to a cabin in Montana, and it's a place that I have been going to since I was eight years old. It's a place where, well, you can, I brought you a picture so you could see. Um, It's a place where every rock is in the same place and every tree is in the same spot, and every blade of grass is coming up in the road just where it always was. And in my life, there's been so many things that have changed. People I love have come and gone, houses and locations, and so many things have changed. But in this special place, nothing seems to change. It's a cabin on forest surface land. Back in the Galton Valley, there's a stream that runs on either side, and the Galton River is down below, and it is just this special sanctuary. So Bob and I go in the summers, and we in very particularly spend time preparing our hearts for the next year of ministry. So it's a quiet place where we get up together in the mornings, and we spend a prolonged amount of time with the Lord just, just preparing ourselves for what, what is ahead. And so this year, in July, I just arrived really, really tired I had completed a seven-year seminary journey. I had a full year of ministry last year, and I was more tired than I had really realized. On top of that, in May, my knee went out, my patella uh, jumped the socket, and I'd been struggling to walk, and still am, for five months, several months at the time. And just, you know, normal things, concerned about my son's health and just the heaviness of life. You know, it's nothing out of the ordinary. But what had happened was in the course of spiritual exhaustion, physical exhaustion, and the heaviness of life, my countenance just had dropped. My perspective had shifted down. And when I got into this place and began to open the word and prepare my heart, the first thing I noticed was how I'd really lost my joy, how I was really feeling grieved and burdened about things in my life. And I didn't really get a good focus on God in the midst of those things. But I opened the word, and day after day after day, I was working on our lessons, and I was studying about God's sovereignty, and about his faithfulness, and about his personal nature, and about his love, and his kindness, and his power. And over the course of these days of just saturating myself in the truth of who he is, God took my spiritual eyesight and started to lift it back up upon himself, And he began to show me how great he is in the midst of my life living in a broken world, which is your life living in a broken world. 
And as he began to lift my eyes back up and really refocus my spirit on his greatness, my joy came back. My perspective came back. I was able to see things in their right frame in, in contrast to his greatness and his plan and the things he was teaching me in the midst of all those things. And just as soon as my spiritual eyesight lifted, then my physical eyes opened and look what was all around me. Here he is. The creator of the world, the universe, the mountains. This is 11,000 feet in Montana. And this is the beauty of his creation. This is a timeless view of who he is and what he's created in our world. The power of the mountains, the, the strength of the storms, the pristine beauty of his creation. And here, all around me, all around me, was this reminder of who he is. And yet I had allowed the tr troubles of my life to draw me downward. God is so, so much bigger than we can imagine, and he is full of splendor and beauty. And so let me tell you what Psalm 96 says about him. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. You see, when we exalt him, when we worship him, it refocuses our gaze upon the one who is worthy. And I want to ask you, are you ready for a change of perspective? Are you ready to lift your eyes above your circumstances and exalt him for who he is and worship him in a way that you've never worshipped him before? So these are my three words for you. And, and, and I have a body motion associated with each of them in my own mind. I thought about... I'm going to come to class expecting that God is going to meet me, that God is going to make himself known to me because his word makes him known to me and his son makes him known to me. And so I'm going to come each week expecting. And then I'm going to come encouraging. I'm going to be an encourager and I'm going to receive encouragement. I'm going to be about the community of women here. I want to have relationships with you and friendships with you and enjoy life with real warm bodies, not just names that are Facebook friends. And then I'm going to exalt. I'm going to worship God like I've never worshipped him before because he's going to reveal to me who he is and it's going to set my eyes upon his character and his love and his patience and his grace and his power and his gift of his Son and his Holy Spirit. And in the process, I'm going to be transformed, and you're going to be transformed. Can I pray about that for us? Amen. Father, you're so great. You are so great. We have absolutely no idea of how great you are. But would you help us? Please help us. Help us to come with a true expectation to know you and to meet you here in this place. Would you help us to have eyes to see the women around us who are discouraged and lonely and need friendship and community and encouragement? And Father, would you make us worshipers? Would you do such a work in our hearts, Lord, that even when we come in here on a Tuesday morning, we sing at such a strength of voice and passion that Lisa can't hear herself. May we just come with hearts that want to exalt you. And we ask that it be not a manufactured response, because I've said it, but a work that you do in the depth of our hearts that flows authentically from our experience of you this year, Lord. You are great, and we are so sorry for how small we see you and how great we see ourselves. 
Because the truth is, you love us so, but you're so much greater than we've ever imagined. So we love you and we pray that you will meet us here every Tuesday. It's in Jesus' name, amen.